Hey, everybody. I am so excited about this episode because this week is the one year anniversary of all things Montessori. We cannot believe it. This started off as an idea that Jamie and I had. We touched on how it started. It's hilarious. Uh, it took us a while to kind of get the courage up to do this. Um, and you know what? When we did it, we really realized how amazing it was. And a year later, here we are, and our community is continually growing, and we are so grateful. So this is a special episode. It is a look back at our first year. Uh, there's some clips in here from older episodes. We touch on our favorite memories and just our whole mission of all things Montessori. So we are just, we're thrilled with this year. Um, while it's been very tumultuous, one thing that has been great is the consistency of this podcast and also all of you listeners. Thank you for being here with us. Oh my gosh. We are just so thrilled um, that you've come along with us on this amazing journey. Uh, Jamie and I will be celebrating our one-year anniversary together um, on Thursday. So look for something on Instagram. We're going to do a little something for you guys. We're really pumped. Um, we have a new Patreon member to welcome to the ranks of our other amazing patrons. Uh, welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for supporting us on All Things Montessori. We love you so much. Um, if you want to become a patron of All Things Montessori, it's linked at this episode. You go to patreon.com, you can search All Things Montessori, and there's lots of different membership types that you can, you can look at. Um, you can sign up for whichever one suits you best. Um, you can get merchandise, extra episodes, all different kinds of things. So go ahead and check that out. Um, and as always, as we say in this episode too, thanks so much for supporting us all. It's been quite a year. Enjoy this episode. Hey, Jamie, how's it going? It's going well, Rachel. Here on a lovely Labor Day weekend. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, I know three-day weekends, they're a little different these days. Um, but it's still nice to have a three-day weekend regardless, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially with the, we've had some lovely weather. It's not humid oh and my God. miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It's been awesome. Well, this episode is a special one because um, we are going to talk about the podcast <laughs> while recording a podcast episode because this week uh, marks the one year anniversary of all things Montessori. Pretty. Which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I mean, Jamie, it took us so long to like, we had the idea and then like six months later, I feel like was when we were actually getting our stuff, you know, getting our act together, you know? Yeah. You know, we, we did. We we met for several months before we really got ourselves ready to to launch. Um, mm -hmm. It took us a mm -hmm. while and some planning and all sorts of technical uh, <laughs> adjustments <laughs> as we. And remember back then when we first started, we met in person. Remember what we that met was in like? person. <laughs> oh my god, we met in person. And we shared a microphone, which is hilarious to me because we didn't have any equipment. So we were using my, well, he was not even my fiance then. I don't think. I think he was just my boyfriend. I don't know. Xander, we used his microphone 
Mm-hmm. And um, maybe we had just gotten engaged. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, we used his microphone on his like little video game setup computer and <laughs> we shared one um, in that. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I was still living in Falls Church in an apartment. And yeah, that that's crazy. Yeah, we used to meet in person for most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we also sh- we shared. No, we didn't share a mic at your house, but we did. We did some recording at your house too. It's true. Um, it's true. And now we. Ha- I remember. We, yep. Now we Sorry, haven't yeah. seen each other in six months. <laughs> I know, which is which is in which is not okay, but uh, we will see each other this week because it's a big week for us. Um, and it's worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. It's worth celebrating because um, not only has this podcast um, served as a lifeline for us and our friendship and, you know, keeping us inspired with Montessori, it's also just been such a such an amazing gift this year because, um, you know, in the beginning it started as, you know, really classroom based, really practical um, you know, really thinking about what's going on during the school year. And then everything changed in March. Everything changed. If you look, we were just looking at our episode list and it is, it's really different in 2020 than it was when we started. Yeah. It's, it's kind of incredible to think, you know, we had sketched out ideas for the, you know, kind of following the school year. And so we were going to be really responsive mm-hmm. to the, the things that happen uh, on a on a yearly basis, based on the North American school year calendar, and and I guess we've still done that, just not quite, yeah. not quite in the way we <laughs> were anticipating. You know, the end, right. the end of the school year wasn't wasn't normal. the The start of this school year isn't normal. So yeah, we've we've definitely. Um, we definitely have been responsive to the times, but it wasn't quite what we what we expected. As when I remember when all the COVID stuff started, I remember you asked me, you're like, well, do you think we should do an episode on it? And I remember we were kind of unsure about even doing an episode on it because we didn't really know how how it was gonna go, how long it was gonna be here, how really, you know, how it was going to affect everybody do you remember that we were like well i don't know maybe this might not be a big deal and then um spoiler alert it's a big deal right remember that time when we all thought it was just gonna be a few weeks and uh and Mm. life would get back Mm. to some sense of normal and yet here we are not not Mm. quite there yet yeah yeah it has been it has been a year but you know the real gift of of that for us has been we've had a lot more time and flexibility to do more episodes and we've been able to have guests on that you know um, oh my gosh right you know would that had more time as well when we were all sort of uh stuck in limbo especially in the spring so that's been a real that's been a real gift for for us out of all this uh craziness Well, we are delighted today to have AMI primary trainer Nia Seal with us. Nia directs courses in Nigeria and South Africa and is here to share some wisdom and knowledge about primary children since we get stuck talking about elementary children all the time. (laughs) 
So welcome, Nia. We're thrilled Thank to have you. you. Thank we're you. Thank so you. Happy to be here. Yay. Yeah, we're so excited to expand our primary knowledge. They, they love being with you. So it's really, there's a lot of onus on parents right now, because, but, it's, but there's an, it's an opportunity to um, live their life fully with children, right? To uh, kind, of, it, kind of lean into this, right? Expand mm -hmm. and for mm -hmm. us to, to help and give parents some, some tools and some ideas of ways that they can do that. Like if they're worried about reading, writing, arithmetic, okay, let's look at ways that you can support your children right in your own home. Allison Oz here today, AMI trainer and director of training at the Montessori Center in Minnesota. Hi, Allison. How are Hi. you? I'm well. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. You know, one thing to keep in mind is that children inherit the potential for language. You know, we know this as Montessori educators. Um, we have this unconscious sen sensitivity to language. And so that means that we're going to learn how to speak um, barring a developmental or auditory problem because we've been exposed to speech. So our vocal mechanisms developed, we're exposed to speech. And this is true for children worldwide, um, that at a given moment, all children will um, come to speak their native language and they'll take in the structure, they'll take in the sentence patterns, word order of the spoken language. I know. I mean, I don't know if we would have been able to get Allison or Nia, uh, or that interview with Charlotte. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we would have been able to make it happen, of course, but it, it was just, it, it seemed to be a little bit more easy because, you know, let's take Allison, for example, she's usually really booked yeah. throughout the whole year and she's all over, she's all over the place, right? Yeah. All over the world. So how amazing that we got her, you know, and got that great episode. Yeah. Um, the, that episode actually is one of my favorite moments of this whole year when she and we were like doing the uh, the whatever the, the game. game. Yeah, that was so funny. That are developing sound awareness, the kinds of I spy games where where you're saying, you know, I'm 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 I see something on this table that begins with the sound, you know, what am I thinking of? And it's um I don't know what it is because I just said before I saw something on my table. Let me try again. <laughs> I'm thinking of something on my table and it um, begins with the sound. Um, what does it begin with? It begins with the sound, you know, and that's um, the table or <laughs> I, I blew it again. All right. One more time. <laughs> you guys is that my desk has tons of stuff on it I'm thinking of tons this is of stuff great. that starts with right I'm thinking or I'm I'm seeing so many digital things <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know that's that's another thing that I think you know through this whole podcast we were so nervous well I mean I will speak I'm not going to speak for you but I was so nervous because you know I didn't know I didn't want to sound like I didn't know what I was talking about or I didn't want it to sound like, you know, not I, I was scared of the imperfection. Mm -hmm. I was scared of the vulnerability and just like the down to earth, like kind of just conversation aspect, which is honestly what I had in mind with this podcast. But I didn't know how it was going to translate. I didn't know if it would speak to people. You know, um, I respond to somebody when they're really real with me, but I don't know how the rest of the world's going to feel about that. Um, and that's actually something that a bunch of you that have emailed us have 
touched on that you really appreciate that part of it. Um, and that's so great to hear um, that 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 the vibe that we've created on this podcast of just having down to earth conversations, you know, it's not it's not like you're attending a lecture in um you know, a professional development course or something like that. We have amazing advice and I think we definitely know what we're talking about and we're here for you, but also we're going to admit that, yeah, you know what? I, I made that mistake a couple of times in the classroom or yeah, that didn't go so well. Um, cause that's really real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I think, I think I was nervous too, um, as we launched and I, I, you know, my career is public speaking but doing it, you know, recording it was a whole new undertaking. And I think that's part mm -hmm. of the reason we it took us several months before we launched. Right. Because we were just getting oh yeah, <laughs> sort of comfortable with the idea. So we'd record episodes and then just just uh -huh. sit on they them. They would just sit there. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my favorite thing, though. We record like we recorded like six or seven or something. And then we're finally getting the courage to like launch. We're like, okay, it's going to be great. We've got it. We're ready. And then remember like iTunes had to like approve our podcast and it took like two weeks or something. <laughs> right. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> I'd forgotten. That was horrible. Like we'd finally gotten ourselves it was awful. ready and we were trying to launch in time for everyone's beginning of the school year. And then it was like right. <laughs> two right. weeks into the school year for some people once we finally launched the oh. back to school episode. Oh my. <laughs> but <laughs> like, it, yeah, two weeks late, but are you going back to school? Here's an episode for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whatever. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, I'll never forget that. It was great. Um, yeah. So, Jamie, what are some of your favorite moments or favorite episodes that we've done? I have really appreciated like talking through the some of the albums that we've done. I think those episodes. Um, I think I've even like learned or thought differently about some of the some of the stuff in our albums when we when we just sit and talk through them. Yeah, I mean, and that to me, I mean, that's the whole point of language, isn't it? Like, right. <laughs> to communicate and ex right to express what you your thoughts to effectively communicate to understand language and and all of that. Um, yeah, that's that's the whole point. And that exploration is really a key. So all the work we do in geometry really starts with some of that sort of hands-on exploration, and all of that should be happening, kind of or it can happen at the same time. So we don't um, we don't need to approach our geometry work in in sort of thinking that there's a particular sequence, especially the mm -hmm. early sensorial work. It can be happening kind of simultaneously. You could introduce oh, yeah. polygons with the box of sticks, or you could introduce mm -hmm. lines, or you could introduce angles, mm -hmm. or you could do them all kind of uh, parallel. Uh, Haha, <laughs> parallel lines. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but you don't have to worry about a specific sequence, uh, particularly at that introductory level with the children. One thing I learned being a Montessori guide, if I was really excited about something, then the child was excited about it. So you might not be like super excited about plants, but if you really look like you're excited about plants or you're so excited to talk about this one kind of leaf or what the stem does for the plant, um, 
that goes a long way with your child and they're going to get really interested in it too. Um, just a I don't know tip. how you can't, I don't know how you can't be excited about all this because. Oh no, I know. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> but it's so, And to be able to, you know, even as adults, like when I first learned the majority of this in my training, the sort of empowerment that it gave me to, to be able to, to recognize uh, different kinds of leaf shapes or, or different types of plants. Uh, it, it was such a satisfying and amazing feeling to, to be able to recognize and identify things. But also it really made me more aware of the world around me in a way that I hadn't been. That's been, yeah, that's been really yeah. fun. I, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's cool to really dig deep in those specifically and talk about it practically, but also really think about why we do it that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, I also, I love the, our music one. Yeah. That's one of our top downloaded ones too, but I love that one. I mean, of course it's because I know we both are passionate about it. Like I know math very well, but in the beginning I was so scared all the time, but I just had to tell myself again and again, I'm, you know what? I have confidence. And also the six-year-old probably isn't going to, they're not going to know if I maybe missed a step and have to go back another time. Or if I look at my album, they're not going to care. Same thing with music. Yes. That's what Um, I think. That's so true. Like we, I mean, we don't have to be experts at everything we sh- we connect the children to, right? Like I, I am not an expert in chemistry by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but I can introduce the children to some basic chemistry concepts. And the same is true for music. You know, we can introduce the children to basic concepts of rhythm, just understanding different rhythm patterns or mm-hmm. how rhythm works in um, in music. We can introduce them to basic ideas of pitch or just singing um, without having without having any expertise at all in music. Right. And something too to remember, I mean I think exposing children to the basics, like you said, rhythm and pitch and, you know, some of the scales perhaps on the tone bars because those the scale strips we have are just they're genius but then you know when it gets to the later theory or things like that like you know music is really complicated reach out to like a local musician if you have any friends that are musicians have them come into the classroom I mean that's a great experience for everybody and you don't have to feel you know like you have to learn everything about it. But that I love that one. And I also love the one we did a long time ago on mindfulness. That's a really important one too. And the thing about mindfulness is that it's so valuable, but it's really easy to sort of be like, it's easy to not practice it, I think, because in some ways it seems really simple, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just sit with my feelings, but that's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to be present. You know, it's really hard to really identify why am I feeling so sad today? And you're right, Jamie, sometimes you're not going to have the answer. But taking that time to acknowledge it is the step in the right direction. I think a lot of what we do as Montessori practitioners is is, a lot of that is uh, exercises and mindfulness. If, If we're 
if we're really observing what children are showing us in a given moment, we're practicing mindfulness, right? We're being Mm -hmm. aware of what's happening in the moment without judgment. Um, If we're really engaged in a presentation that we're offering or, or a conversation we're having with a child, you know, that's, that's mindfulness. That's really being present with the child in a certain way. All of our work with children should be a constant exercise in mindfulness. Um, I was thinking we should do a part two about that um, strictly in terms of quarantine because it's such a stressful time. And September is really overwhelming, especially with COVID, you know? So yeah, I I don't know. That mindfulness one I've been thinking about re-listening to anyway. Yeah. Um, And it's been fun mm -hmm. to have so many, you know, having guests on. Like I learned so much from each of our each of our guests uh, as, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. We, when Kira was on and talked all about adolescence, that was so fun. Right. And I think your um, your comment, Jamie, about like the brain pruning itself and things like that is the some of the other characteristics of adolescence, the creativity and need for physical movement. And I think those things both come in in, um, in that idea, right, that we want to make sure as they're sort of pruning and refining what's in there brain that they're continuing to be exposed to new ideas and new um, things. So like self-expression becomes really important. Actually, somebody, and I can't remember who now, I think it might have been Larry Schaefer, um, said that um, adolescence is a sensitive period for poetry. Um, Mm. And that is like so right on the money because every, well, maybe it's just every girl, but every single... (laughs) Um, has written poetry. I know nothing about adolescence, but (laughs) it's great. And uh, to have Nia talking about, you know, how you can help, you know, there's so much you can do at home with three to six-year-olds during this Mm -hmm. time that's going to support their development and bring in all the different academic areas. That was, that was fantastic. It's been, that was amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been really fun. And, you know, I have to say, like, even tackling, you know, sure, we've tackled COVID and that crisis, and we've talked some about really, um, we had an episode on, you know, a, on confronting racism in our Montessori work, and that even having those um, more intense and hard conversations that are so that's been really powerful and important to do too and right now we live in a society Mm -hmm. where children who are not white don't don't are not allowed by society to do that and so in our work as Montessorians we have to work to change that we just have to Mm -hmm. Um, and there's lots of things I think we can do personally I mean everyone needs to do their own personal work of of understanding what it means to participate in a racist culture and the impact that that has, um, you know, that's that's personal right. work for each individual to do. And there's great resources out there for that. Um, but then there's also um, the work that we can help that we can do in our classrooms, in our schools, and within our organizations. And I think that's something that I'd like to talk about here about what we can do. You know, everyone's got to do their personal work, but then what can you do in sure. your spheres of influence, especially in classrooms? Because I see racism in classrooms on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Well, and it starts really young too. And um, I've, I've been reading a lot about, you know, because I, as an educator, I know how influential, you know, the classroom, the way you conduct your class, being a teacher, I know how you are an influencer 100%, you know, um, and, and that means, you know, teachers, Montessori teachers, you have a great opportunity right now um, to really take a look at your environment, take a look at, you know, how you're, how are you teaching? You know, is your classroom equitable in every way? Um, and something that I think we need to, yeah, we still have to keep that at the forefront of our minds all the time that we have to be working consistently oh, yeah. to against uh, racism in our classroom and environments, you know, and beyond. It's just constant work, mm-hmm. you know, even as I've been lesson planning for the virtual teaching I'm doing, you know, it's just, I'm, I actually, I'm, I get upset at myself for not thinking like that in the past, but I have to kind of put that aside, you know, as you were saying in that episode, we just have to get over it because yeah, like that. I can't feel sorry for myself. Like who cares, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, I've been thinking about that a lot and I actually, that's another one we should do a part two on. Um, because it's, it's a good reminder, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. We had black lives matter, you know, that really erupted and everybody was talking about it, but I, I have seen that it's kind of gone back to normal and I don't know if everybody's still really thinking about that. I think some people are really still doing the work and it's still in the forefront of their teaching and the forefront of their lives right now, but it's constant. It's not just going to go away, you know, just because we had that amazing moment in history that, you know, was a few weeks long. That doesn't mean that it's over and done. That means that was a great beginning, but like, what are we going to do next? You know, it's daily constant Mm -hmm. awareness and work. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a, Mm -hmm. that was a, a, you know, an episode that I value in in um, yeah, me this too. year that has been that has been a year. That's for sure. It sure has. It sure has. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy to think about it, but it's so it's so great that we've kept. I don't know. I'm I'm proud of us for keeping this going this whole time. And um, you know, we we work really hard on selecting our podcast topics it has taken us many minutes and uh sometimes almost an hour to decide what we're going to talk about uh (laughs) but you know we really put a lot of thought into it you know like what's going to serve our community best right now like what do you what do we think people really need right now like do they need a practical episode about something do we need to do a theory topic like last week when we did freedom and responsibility you know that's something super important to keep in mind all throughout the school year, but specifically in the beginning when you're setting all the boundaries and the rules and the limits and everything. I mean, we we really think about, okay, well, what's gonna what's gonna serve our community best? Um, yeah, yeah, and also the the I just have to say, like, the feedback from our community and watching our community grow from not very many people, and if you've been with us since the beginning. I mean, we love you so much. And if you're just now joining us, we also love you so much. Like, thank you so much for being here. But it's crazy to see the growth. It's um, It kind of takes my breath away when I look at the statistics and the downloads and everything like that. And every time I open our email account and we have emails or when I get a DM on Instagram or when we get new followers, I'm just sort of, um, I'm pretty amazed by that. So thanks to all uh, everybody in our community for sticking with us and, and supporting us and being on this journey with us, you know? Gosh, 
amazing. Yeah, it's it's been it has been really fun to be able to do this and to and to know that um to know that it's helping and you know that that it you know I think there's really a lack of um Montessori resources in a variety of different ways for people to access and I um I'm just really glad that we can provide, you know, another avenue for people learning about Montessori and also getting support in this work because this work is hard. This is, this is Mm -hmm. really, um, you can't just do Montessori education kind of mechanically, you know? So even at 20 years into the work, it's still really hard work because you're, you've got these individual humans in front of you that you're trying to support in, you know, a way that's going to best serve them. And that takes a lot of engagement and critical thinking and and intentionality and focus. Um, You can't just, it's rare that you can just kick back and let, let it all just happen. You know, you have to be really engaged. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we really recognize Mm -hmm. that for those of you that are with children every day, that's, um, that's big work. And so we're, I'm just so happy that we can provide a little something that maybe helps you as you're, uh, as you're navigating that hard, hard work, important work, like, you know, critical work for our future. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's so important. It's like, it, it is, it's, I don't know. I can't even think of a word to really describe it. Like when you're working with the children, hands on, you know, you're on the front lines, you're in it. Yeah, that is, it is exhausting. It is amazing. And it is really hard. And it's really hard to do, to do it right. And no one's doing it perfectly right, you know, but it's really hard. You know, you have to have patience the size of the universe. You know, you have to be inspiring. You have to be happy. You have to be disciplined. You know, you have to like, you have to do everything, right? Um and that is no small task. So yeah, well, whether you're in the classroom or virtually, or if you are homeschooling, whatever, it's hard. Yeah, and it and it still really kind of goes against. It's so different from the dominant education culture in our in our schools that it, that's the other mm-hmm. thing that it is. You know, you have to be constantly sort of pushing against those um, those expectations. So. I mean, we all know who do this work or try these things with children. You know, you see how powerful it is, how amazing it is for children. It's so clear that it's um, that it's the optimal experience for children. And that's, you know, that's why, you know, those we all know how satisfying it is to do this work when we mm-hmm. watch how children can function uh, when we when we set up a Montessori environment or really dedicate ourselves to the Montessori approach, uh, it is um, it's extraordinary and it, and it's such fun as an adult to work that way with children also. So it's mm-hmm. you know, but it is it does just yeah it does just take work because you can't just make your lesson plan and then assume it's all going to unfold that way that's not <laughs> right that's not the way it functions you can make your lesson plan be really intentional and thoughtful about it and then have to t- throw it out the window and do something different based on what the children are showing you and and that's um that takes a lot of effort and a lot of sort of flexibility and and that's um 
that's no easy task. So we're really, you know, that's one of the big sort of missions of of this podcast, I think, from the beginning is that we just really wanted to help, you know, provide a resource for all of you that are working so hard. And we recognize mm-hmm. and acknowledge how hard that is. And, you know, anything that we can do to to validate that and also offer little tips and ideas to support or just, you know, agree. Yeah, this is tough. <laughs> There's no easy yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Sometimes you just need someone to just be like, yeah, that sounds really hard um, because it is really hard. But yeah, thanks to all of everybody in our community. It has been quite the year. I'm interested to see how this next year goes and to see um, what topics we cover um, and what 2020 the rest of 2020 and 2021 have in store um but yeah we're not we're not going anywhere so we're here for the long haul and we're we're excited for this next year yeah Um, absolutely 